welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's time for another team season preview, and this time it's a turn of the New England Patriots. With me, I've got a returning guest who's on last year's season preview. Back with me today is Fred Patton. How are you? Very well, Andy. Yourself? I'm good, man. Good, good to have you on. Um, and yeah, it's nice to, uh, I say nice to talk with the All Things Patriots, but it's nice to uh, <laughs> all things all NFL with you today. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking back, and you mentioned on last year, I think I went for nine and eight Patriots, if I remember correctly, last year. So eight and nine wasn't too bad of a too bad of a guess. Yeah, I mean, that was one of our closest ones. And we had a couple of, you know, spot-on predictions and a couple that Did were... Did you? Yeah, I mean, there were a few that were Bengals and Bills fans. Obviously, they had a game chalked off because of the, the Bar Hamlin game, but there were... Yeah. Um, and I think there was one more, and I forgot. I think it was Keg. Our Panthers only got their, their record bang on, but a lot of you know, I think one of our Packers fans went 60 0. Uh, we had yeah. uh, Javan, our Seahawks fan, had him winning five games, and then on the flip side, we had you know, Broncos fan Tony who had him winning 11 games. They saw almost swap positions, those two teams. So it's, um, <laughs> it's funny that's why we love the sport because it's so unpredictable. I mean, I guarantee that you know, two thirds of our predictions that we have on our all 32 season preview episodes. I guarantee most of them are going to be wrong because that is what the NFL is so good at. You know, a lot of teams don't make the playoffs after making them the year before and vice versa. So it's, you know, it's one of the beauty of the sport is that you just don't know who's going to win and who's not. And it's Mm. why we love it so much. Definitely. So let's get into the Patriots. Um, So, of course, the main off-season ins and outs. Um, So the main ins include uh, James Robinson, the running back via the Jets, uh, wide receiver Juju Smith-Smooster, who, of course, won a championship last year with the Chiefs. Uh, Mike Gusecki, the Dolphins' tight end, which is still broken my heart to this day. Uh, offensive mm-hmm. tackle Riley Reef from the Bears. And Trace McSorley, the uh, quarterback from the Cardinals. And then the main outs include Nelson Aguilar, who's gone to the Ravens. Uh, running back Damon Harris, who's gone to the Bills. Wide receiver Jacoby Myers, which ironically has gone to the Raiders, and Isaiah Wynn, offensive tackle, who has gone to the Dolphins. Uh, in terms of the draft, uh, the main three incomings include Christian Gonzalez, a uh, quarterback from Oregon, 17th overall. Uh, Kayon White, defensive end from Georgia Tech, went 46th overall to the Patriots. And you took Sacramento State's Marte Mapu, linebacker, 76th overall. So overall, Fed, um, thoughts on the offseason? Yeah, I mean, the I'll start with the um, start with some of the outs. Really, I think Nelson Aguilar, I think makes sense. Hasn't really worked for him in in New England. Again, I think you know, offensively for the receivers, certainly not so much the running backs, but obviously the play calling was pretty appalling uh, last year. I think you know, um, this is a justified. Well, I think it's a justified opinion. I think it was shared by a lot of Patriots fans throughout the season, but it was quite disturbing when you're watching week one. And obviously you rocked week one because we were playing you. And you, I couldn't tell you who was calling the plays for the Patriots offensively. Like, I wasn't sure if it was Matt Patricia. I wasn't sure if it was Belichick. I wasn't sure if someone else. To, like you, you sat there and you're sort of thinking who's calling what, which is ridiculous in a in an environment and an organisation which is so professional that you're even questioning who is actually coordinating the offensive plays, which is, it was just a ridiculous situation. The things didn't get a lot better. And I think you saw like, again, you, I think you sort of, you mentioned slightly the, um, the Raiders game there, obviously, and Jacoby Myers are only going to the Raiders, but would that have happened under any other Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniel, someone like that? Absolutely would not have. And that, that sort of illustrates the mess that they were in at that point last season offensively. So, you know, people like Aguilar, you know, Jacoby Myers, these people moving on, I think it's probably the 
best thing for them. I think Myers wanted a bit too much. Myers was good last year, but I think he wanted probably more money than what we really wanted to pay. And the Patriots don't really like to pay I like to pay as little as possible um, for receivers um, historically. So, you know, I think a $33 million deal over three years at the Raiders probably suits suits both parties. Aguilar was always going to go move on, as I said. Disappointed to lose Damian Harris, but the, obviously Ramondre Stevenson, um, you know, really emerged in the second half of last year and was very, very good. And obviously with Zeke, who I'll come on to shortly, that's a very exciting um, pair of running backs for the Patriots. Um Otherwise, yeah, obviously Jonathan Jones makes makes a lot of sense in terms of re-signing um, him. James Robinson was a disappointing one for me because obviously he's now been, you know, he's now with the Jags. Um, I was really excited when we brought him on. I think similar to Jets fans as well. You know, when Jets signed uh, Robinson, I think, again, there's a lot of talent and a lot of ability there. And I don't think it's an attitude problem. I read, you know, read a lot about this with him and it, you know, his attitude's fine. It's, it's more the fact that he... All the sort of sports science suggests he's going to really struggle to stay fit, you know, which is a real shame because obviously he burst onto the scene um, when he did sort of start out in the NFL. And, you know, I thought we'd, you know, the absolute steal at sort of four million over two years. But, you know, obviously we just cut him. If you can't keep him fit, you can't keep him fit. Um, Gazicki, I think, is a solid addition. Juju Smith Schuster, again, a good addition at, at ride receiver. You're paying less for him than you would have for Jacoby Myers over the three years. So I think yeah, it's a shrewd bit of business. Um, Needed a couple of offensive tackles, so very glad we got Riley Reef and glad Cameron Anderson um, there as well. But obviously, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, I think uh, it's a really positive move from the Patriots. It's very difficult to know exactly what to expect from him, but you know, there's been, we were linked obviously with, with a few players in the receiver position, namely De, um, DeAndre Hopkins, sorry, who we didn't in the end go for, and he sort of allegedly preferred us over the titans and then we didn't quite sort of in the end seal the deal and then so then we lost him ultimately um so you know i think you know come on to mac shortly i'm sure probably but you know we needed something someone who's been a top performer at some point in their career even if they're not quite you know at what they were maybe now um but i think you know i think we just needed something offensively which looked at least looked good just to G us up a bit after last year because obviously we were so poor offensively, mostly because of the uh, lack of coordination of the offense, really more than more than the offense itself. But um, so that that's really exciting. Although you know, realistically, is Zeke what he was? Probably not, obviously, because he's only you know he's only had one over a thousand yard rushing season in the last three seasons. But he's still pretty good. And I think alongside Ramondre Stevenson as well, you've got two really, really good running backs there, you know, um, to go to. So I think that's, you know, that's fantastic. Um, so overall, I'm okay with things. I would have liked DeAndre Hopkins, but, uh, you know, I think test for the O-lines, we've got a couple of offensive tackles in. Max going to need that. Obviously, we've got a, a bit of run a much better offensive coordinator I believe this is a sort of do or die year for Mac I think he's got enough weapons around him I think he's got a good offensive coordinator now um, so I think overall I'm quite happy um, with the preseason or postseason preseason a uh, few months we've had I think obviously it's very what makes it difficult is how strong the AFC East is going to be um, because I, I genuinely believe the Patriots will be competitive I've seen a lot of people rubbishing them I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case at all um, they're probably if you look at the rosters realistically the weakest of the four but I think they're still strong comparatively you know it's probably a top 
15 top 16 roster uh, across the NFL. So, you know, I think it's just the divisional games are going to be so crucial, but I'm sure we'll come on to that a bit later. Oh, yes, we will. And uh-huh. Elliot, I mean, last season, as a second choice back behind Tony Pollard, he's still got 12 touchdowns, just under 900 yards. So I think if you can have that as an option, I mean, I would say a lot of his touchdowns were sort of uh, red zone sort of carries. They weren't like the blistering 56 yards run we got used to in his first few years. But I think if you've got that, I think it's a great option to have. And I think that I can't think what the deal is now, but I imagine it's not too expensive. And I think that if you can get him on a... No, six million over one year. See, that's pretty risk-free. And I think if you can get him to perform that sort of standard, even if you get, say, 600 yards, nine touchdowns, I think that mm. whilst that's a decrease on his previous stats, I think that's still good to have alongside like Andre Stevenson, who will mm. lead the way. And I think that... I think Zeke is aware now that he's not going to be number one back because I think he'll be happy in that role. Um, but of course, it all depends on the coaching. I think this is the big problem last year. And that really leads on to my first point of discussion because Mac Jones was 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 arguably, I think, by some way, the best rookie quarterback in his first year. But then mm-hmm. second year, he took a big nosedive. And um, now the big takeaway from that was the fact that you had a defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, running his plays. And we all know that that didn't work out the best. So... In terms of this season, the third season, do you think we're going to see Mac Jones of his sophomore year or Mac Jones of his rookie year? How do you see that going with him and Bill O'Brien who's coming to replace uh, Patricia as the uh, OC? Yeah, I do think it'll go a lot better. I think, you know, you mentioned, yes, Matt Patricia was allegedly calling plays, but uh, the it was very difficult to tell at times. Um, and there were times where he wasn't calling plays in games. That's how ridiculous the situation was, even though he was on, meant to be calling the plays. So um, th- that can't have helped anyone. It was just a very unorganised situation for a, a, a organisation that has prided itself on its organisation pretty much since Belichick's, um Belichick's been there. So I do think... I do think things will be better. Um, I say a little bit of trepidation. I think, you know, I do, I like Mac Jones and I think his attitude has come in for a lot of criticism at times. And, you know, I think probably some of it's fair. It took a little while for me to really get on board with that. Um, you know, there were sort of a few rubbishy bits in terms of, you know, him holding on to people and, and kicking people if he'd been sacked and all this sort of stuff, which I'm not too fussed on that. I think that happens every day in, day out. I think if you watch Kansas City Chiefs, they're the first to sort of kick someone as soon as they get the opportunity um, and all this sort of stuff. So that goes on throughout. I don't have an issue with that. What I do have an issue with is some of his attitude in terms of sort of visibly on the field of play and all this sort of stuff. Now, if his attitude gets back to where he was in his first year, um, I think we can chalk that off to the fact that the offensive coordination was really, really bad um, from Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Um, if he starts badly, and it can do, it can happen to anyone, you know, he needs to have the attitude he had in his rookie year because his attitude was exemplary. You know, it was very much a case of, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a professional about this. Uh, and I don't, you know, I think it's a combination of reasons perhaps as to, or his attitude wasn't what it was, but I, um, I, th- I do genuinely believe things will go better. I think as well from his perspective, Bailey Zappi isn't as talented as Mac Jones, but what Zappi does is get rid of the ball quickly, reads the game very quickly. And he was very, very competent when he took over 
and Jones was off. Um, you know, he's got a high pass completion rate. A lot of those, you know, he does dump the ball off a lot in terms of, you know, find, trying to find the easy pass, but he doesn't lose the ball a lot. And that does suit the way Bilicek actually likes his football teams to play. You know, he's not looking for big, expensive players a lot of the time. So I think Jones does need to sharpen up as much as I believe he will and things will go better. Um, they have got a quarterback there who... You know, is he going to take you back from 20 points down to win a game? Probably not. But, you know, if you get the lead with someone like Zappi, he's not going to make stupid mistakes either um, and lose your games from that point. So, um, so I think there's a lot to think about offensively, actually. But Jones has got, I think he's got a start for me. I think he's got enough weapons now with a, you know, Bill O'Brien, who he gets on well with. You know, it is, it is time for him to, time for him to rediscover his form from his rookie year, really. Now, say, for example, he gets his third year, doesn't perform again like he did last year, and I think there's clearly a... I mean, this was the same as Tom Brady, but there's clearly wasn't a, isn't a strong relationship between Bill and... So, Bill Belichick mm. and Mac Jones, and I think that we saw times last year he got taken out for Bailey Zapp. Now, I don't think Bailey Zapp's done enough for me to prove he can be the long-term starter, but what do you think happens if Mac Jones struggles again? Because you guys aren't going to be in the position where you're going to be in a top 10 because I think your team is still going to be, even if you finish fourth, I think you'll still be an eight, nine win team. I think that's how strong this division is. So you won't mm. be high enough in the draft to take a quarterback unless you trade up. So what do you see happening in that in that position if it doesn't work out this year? Well, in terms of at the end of the season, so we're all the yeah, season. Yeah, so like say you get to the week 18 and you finished eight wins, nine wins, you've missed out on the playoffs. Mac Jones hasn't played well. Let's say maybe, you know, a few games he's been pulled out of the game for being poor form, get to the off-season, just mm-hmm. what happens then? Yeah, there's a couple of ways to answer that. So I think, obviously, you know, if Mac really isn't playing well, um, then, then I, you know, I think, again, a lot of it will depend on Bill's situation, what Bill thinks, you know. I mean, ultimately... If the rest of the offense does well and he doesn't, you still have you're still going to have quite a good defense actually at the end of this year. Still with the Patriots, they always find a way to have a very good defensive setup. Um, but so you know, Bills that I think then got to think right. What do I want to do? You know, do I want to keep going? If I want to keep going, I'm going to need um, an experienced quarterback because I, I think the way the Patriots set up, you know, they don't. It'd be nice to have Aaron Rodgers or something like that, but they don't need Aaron Rodgers to do really really well. They just need someone who is probably better than competent, really, if that makes sense. So um, so I think Bill then trades for an experienced quarterback. I think ultimately, if Bill wasn't in it for the long term, um, I think they'd have gone for Jimmy Garoppolo or someone. There was quite a few experienced quarterbacks about this year. Um, and I think Jimmy gets a lot of hate for how well he's done in his career. Uh, I know he's had always he's had a lot of weapons around him, but again, he's he's taken team you know, taken teams Super Bowl and playoff runs and all this sort of stuff. Um, so to answer your question, because I'm going about it in a very roundabout way, um, I think they would look to trade Mac. Um, I think allegedly the Raiders made inquiries in the postseason. How true that is, I don't know, because that got rubbished uh, by the GMs at the the GM meeting they had. Um, but again, there's no smoke route far in, in a lot of these sort of cases, I guess. Um, so I think they would look to trade Mac away. There was talks of them looking to trade up for quarterbacks this time. I don't think it was very serious. I think there was just people trying to, trying to make noise um, to upset the Patriots, possibly. 
uh, yeah, I think if he doesn't do well, they let's trade him away because then you can have two bad years in a row. Um, and you know, you can't really have that as a in the position he's in as a third year quarterback. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is going to be a ticking bomb in this place as the starter if he doesn't. Um, especially, mm. especially as you know, Berchek is eager to get that, you know, that total wins record, and he's not going to. He hasn't got time to sort of develop a quarterback and for the next five, ten years. He's probably going to be really in New England the next three, four years at most. So he'll want to try and win as many games as possible quickly. And I don't think he will have the time to stand around and try and develop a quarterback. He'll want someone who can win now. And I think you mentioned Garoppolo. Yeah, I think getting him in, someone that Bill Pacek liked when he's in New England, um, I think that would work out well to a certain extent. Um, speaking of Bill Belichick, of course, it hasn't been great since um, Tom Brady left, of course. Um, two losing seasons in the winning season, even that saw you lose heavily in your first playoff game of that season. Um, so this this may sound completely just hmm. overblown or, you know, maybe some people might think I'm overreacting here. But is Bill Belichick on any kind of hot seat going into um, 2023? Um, probably not, but... Again, they have to make things look, however the season goes, it has to look better this year. Now, again, what I mean by this, and I keep harking on about, um, obviously, how bad the selection of Matt Patricia was as an offensive coordinator last year. But you can't have situations where Matt Jones is throwing his arms up in the air because the play calls are bad, and the play calls genuinely were bad. Matt was also bad, but he was an awful perfect storm really in that sense you can't have that again because um yeah you know, I mean even with Cam Newton uh when the Patriots weren't good if you like offensively it was clear what they were trying to do I think the most disturbing thing as I've mentioned before is it wasn't really clear what they were trying to do brilliant defensively excellent at times but if you know you had the ball in your hands, you're thinking the only way we're going to score points is pick sixes. You know when when we get the chance to go outside of the ball, which is a horrible way to think, but that's exactly how it looked at times last year. Um, and again, that was because of the coaching setup Bill had put together by and large, and that, that that's the issue. So I don't think he's in a hot seat. He's obviously done so well for so long. However, um, you know it does need to be better this year. It does need to look united. It does need to look smart and well thought out. Um, everyone's allowed anomaly, particularly in his position, I guess. But yeah, it, it, I don't think he's quite in a hot seat yet. But it, it does it does need to be smart this year and how they start. Even if they, you know, even if they're I don't know three and three or two and four after six games, if you can see what they're trying to do, I think that's enough. But we can't have the situation that took place last year is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I agree, and I think that it's. Um, I, I do still believe that he will um, retire at some point. Mm, I, me too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he'll try as much as he can to get that record, and I do think after that um, he will go. But at the same time, if they start, if they have like six, two consecutive six-win seasons. I think Kraft may may not not think about that. He may just mm-hmm. go. I'm looking for the benefit of the team, not just yourself. Uh, I actually have this week actually wrote an article on this um, about Bill Belichick on the for the touchdown. So anyone listening, this may be released by this time this pod by the time <laughs> this article out or not. I don't know. But if you are listening to this podcast and it is on the touchdown website, uh, do check it out because I think it's quite a good read. If I say so myself. Um, now mm-hmm. heading on to the final segment, which is going to be 
uh, our win, lost tie section. Now, as mentioned before, you came on last year, you predicted eight and nine, and the team went nine and eight. So a fairly accurate reflection. So I'm intrigued to know, you know, how you'll do this year in, in this section. So week one is a home game against the defending NFC champions in the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles um, will win. I think they'll come back strong again this year. Um, I don't think the Patriots, hopefully, in our heart of hearts, I really don't think the Patriots will make it easy. Uh, they do play well against quarterbacks who like to run. Um, you know, they should have beaten the Ravens last year. That was their own fault they didn't, but they, you know, played very well against Jackson. Um, they've always done a good job on Kyler Murray. So, you know, Jalen Hurts, that sort of quarterback. Um, who is mobile, um, they seem to set up really well for. Um, <clears throat> Eagles' defence is strong, though. I think, again, I think the Eagles will probably have too much for the Patriots, but um, I think that will be a better game than perhaps what some people may think. Yeah, yeah, especially a lot of times you see the best teams aren't always good week one. So a lot of the time, mm. the 49ers lost last year week one. I believe the Bengals lost last year. Um, or the mm. before last, whatever it was, and uh, I, th- I think it's often the case where you'll know yourself, the Patriots fan, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And you guys were the prime example of starting, I don't know, three and three, three and four, and then going on to you know, win a division, second or first seed in the AFC, and mm. reach two bone, mostly win it. So, yeah, I think that could happen. I think if you're going to play a good team, play them early. Um, speaking of which, week two, you play the Dolphins at home again. Mm. I fancy, I know we never beat the Dolphins at home, but I do fancy that we'll do it um, this time. I think sort of late game in Foxborough um, will suit us. We seem to always seem to sort of start in, uh, we seem to sort of play very early on, sort of early kickoff, first game of the season usually. Um, but yeah, no, I actually do fancy the Patriots to beat the Dolphins and then beat the Jets the week after. Um there as well. I just think defensively, um, well, I'll come to week three in a moment, but yeah, I, I think we'll beat the Dolphins. Week three, you just mentioned it then, you're on the road to the mm. New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. I also think, um, I also think we'll beat the Jets first time round, uh, even though we're at MetLife Stadium. I think there's obviously bit of it's the hoodoo that we have over them you know they haven't beaten us for, for a very very long time um they'll still be trying to chill the offense obviously rogers won't have played an awful lot of football with them at that point um i think essentially the patriots route to winning that game is trying to run the ball into the ground um run the game into the ground taking early lead and just just keep running with it really um because obviously you know sourcing the Source Garner's a, a pick machine, the INC machine. But, you know, I think, uh, I do think actually, again, being very, very positive uh, at this point, but I do think we'll be two and one uh, at that point in the season. Then week four, you're on the road uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Yeah, I think in late game, uh, not, not late game, sorry. Um, I think the um, Cowboys will will beat us. I think this is probably where uh, we get found out a little bit. Um well jailed offense. I think they'll be uh, yeah they'll beat the Patriots. Okay, so then week five is um, at home again, but this time against the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints are very weak, so I'm quite happy to uh, put on the record. I think the Patriots all uh, all beat the Saints. Okay, so then you go into week six. You mentioned the Raiders before. You're playing them on the road. Yeah, I think this will be a really good game. So I think this will be a bit of an acid test in terms of where the Patriots are at. I think you've probably got two rosters which are middle of the field. Um, 
really there. And I think if, if the Patriots do have playoff aspirations, uh, which they should do, ultimately, uh, as strong as the AFC East is, if you don't have some sort of playoff aspiration, um, then, you know, what's the point in turning up, um, ultimately? But um, I'm going to go Patriots win. Um, but again, I think that, that one could go either way. Okay, so then your next game is at home um, against AFC East rival in the Buffalo Bills. Unfortunately, as positive as I am, um, I think the Bills will uh, will win. Okay, so in week eight, on the road to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think the Finns at Hard Rock will win there. Okay, so that means you go into week nine against the Washington Commanders at home. Yeah, again, the commanders are sort of in a rebuild phase at the moment in a lot of senses. So, uh, yeah, I fancy that uh, fancy will beat the commanders at home. Okay, next one. It's a big one for the European mm. NFL scene as you travel to Germany to Frankfurt to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Very excited for that. Um, uh, but I do, yeah, I think we'll beat the Colts as well. Uh, you can be going to that game? Unfortunately not. No, I'm going to a couple of the London, I'm going to the um, London game. Uh, a couple of weeks before, and unfortunately, I'm going to be away with work the uh, the week before, so I couldn't unfortunately be away that weekend as well. Uh, which London game are you going to? The Ravens game on the. 15th. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be there as well. So um, hopefully yeah. we'll um, I'll I'll meet you in person for the first time. Yeah, looking forward to it. Be good. Yeah, well, I actually met your friend Rob Monk for the first time in person uh, only a few weeks ago. So it'd be nice to um. Meet a fellow um, former third and goal podcast member. He's um, was that the BF BFFL? Was it British fantasy football? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was oh, um, it was really weird because um, you know, I've been doing podcasts the last two or three years, and I've met so I've got to know so many people without actually meeting them in person. You know, <laughs> so, many, so many people are, I also and Dan Dan as well was there, so it was really mm. um. Nice. I've been to a few events now this year where it's been meeting people in person for the first time, like the Boys and the Franchise Tag podcast and other people like that. And it's um, it was it's been really nice to meet people finally in person rather than just over Zoom. So hopefully, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll meet up with you in um, the Ravens game. Brilliant. So um, you go into your week twelve after your week eleven bye on six and four uh, against the New York Giants on the road. Really torn with this one. I, I think, I think the Giants will keep improving. Uh, they've been very good last year. I think they'll keep getting better. I like the coaching setup. Um, Going to go Giants win. I think they've, they've leapfrogged us, and they're just. A bit, I quite like them at the moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're the Patriots probably. Um, Tom Brady's least favorite team when he was there. I mean, you they guys, they gave you such. Um, such hell on those two Super Bowls, and they. Um, <laughs> I, I still looking back now. I don't know how they still won those games. Um, week thirteen, um, you're at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, again, like the Las Vegas game, I think it's a a tricky one. Obviously, obviously, the quarterback's superior in terms of obviously Herbert there, but again, there's problems with that organization, problems with that roster. Um, I'm going to go with a Patriots win. Okay, so that means you're week 14, you're on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I'm quite happy we'll beat Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Okay, and then week 15, 
um, <laughs> is a rematch, actually, the first ever game I went to in America at home to the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think the Chiefs will be uh, hitting top form now. I think if you want to play the Chiefs, you really want to play them in the first six weeks, um, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go Kansas. Okay, so in week 16, um, AFC West tour continues on the road to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Patriots win there. So that actually, for UK fans listening, like yourself, for example, those listening to the podcast, that is at 8.15pm US time. So that's going to be about 3, to, well, probably the 1.15am slot for UK fans uh, on Christmas Day. Now, I don't know whether you'll be up. But <laughs> I know you got a new kid, so uh, will you be up for that one? I will not know. Unfortunately, not because because of the children. But I've got um, I've got uh, three in a row. I've got eight fifteen, eight fifteen, eight fifteen. Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos. So uh, that's a bit of a hellish, uh, hellish few weeks there, really. But I think we had a similar at the end of last year as well. A lot of late games towards the end of the season, which wasn't much, wasn't much good for my sleep. I mean, this may change. I mean, I know they're going to do a lot more flexing. Uh, I think after week twelve, I think they the flexing starts. So. But depending on how the teams do, that could be a move moved. Um, mm. This one I can't imagine being moved. Um, New Year's <laughs> Eve, week 17, 1 p.m. US time, so 6 p.m. in the UK. So that's a perfect pre New Year's Eve uh, matchup on the road <laughs> to Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I think Bills will do the double um, over us there. The um, I think that's that's our best chance of winning a game. Ironically, we did it obviously not last year, but the year before as well. Um, in terms of just running the ball well, ball retention, defense, you're know, really really good. But I think where Allen continues to grow as a quarterback last year, and obviously bear in mind he plays at Buffalo, so obviously was fairly good at this last time. But the the two years ago. Uh, we played him in a snow game. He just couldn't get that. We couldn't throw the ball, understandably, with the snow and the wind. Um, similar conditions last year, and he was excellent. You know, snow, wind, picking out passes. And I think we just sort of thought we'd go with the same game plan that we did the year before and thought that might work, which was a reasonable assumption, to be fair. Um, but yeah, he was so good last year. So I do think it's our best chance to beat Buffalo in, in Buffalo, ironically, where, where the weather is so bad and just really over planet but um again i think buffalo will win in, in my heart of hearts okay so then going into your final week um tony at nine and seven um facing the new york jets in Gillette stadium yeah i think it's one of those if rogers is fit um then the jets will win that um I think I think Jets will win it. Obviously, I want to go with Jets win this time because I think obviously you know he should have that offense should have gelled. Then it's one of those where if Rogers doesn't work out for whatever reason, uh, obviously with slight downturn in his outcomes last year, um, if there's a few ifs and buts, if if he's injured and Wilson has to play, then I think you know every team has every chance with Zach Wilson uh, as the opposing quarterback. But ultimately, I will go with Jets win. We'll assume Rogers is healthy. Okay, so that means that you are finishing with a nine and eight record, which means mm-hmm. that you are your twenty or nineteenth guest and our nineteenth team, so our eighteenth team we've done so far, and you are currently our uh, joint sixteenth most optimistic fan. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not 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 too good because we've had, you've had about three or four straight twelve and six. Our last one was thirteen wins. Uh, before that, it was a lot of 12 wins. Um, so, yeah, it's um, a bit of a change from that. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, not... I think only you've only got two fans that are actually below you. We've got Keg, who's level with 9 and 8 with you for the Panthers. And we've got Sam and Ollie, our two Cardinals fans, have 6 and 5 wins, respectively. So, it's um, 
yeah, yeah, definitely down the bottom, uh, which is probably about right. But we have we haven't yet gotten to um, the Rams or teams like that yet. So you may well still finish in that position, or we or maybe late twenties. Yeah, I think it's one of those. I mean, like, obviously, if you look at it one off games, I think in theory the AFC East teams, you know, in theory should beat the Patriots this year. But I don't ever think that's how that works. And I think the Patriots coaching should be superior in theory to to everyone but the Bills really um, so you know that's why I, th- I think they will pick up divisional games I think 9-8 is a fair a fair assumption I think again if they win a couple of extra games which might go either way um, then you know 11 wins might take them to playoffs if they lose a couple then you know then they're 7 and um, 7 and 10 yeah, that's right. Seven and ten. Sorry, I'm gonna put mine blank there. Uh, seven and ten. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's, I don't think the playoffs are ever out of the question for the Patriots. And defensively, they're good enough. So much hinges on this offense. Again, if they start well, get wins under the belts, um, you know, which isn't impossible. A um, little bit more difficult against the Eagles, but again, you know, good teams don't always start well. So you you never know. Um, it could look completely different come sort of week five, week six, but we'll see. Fantastic. And that is where we will end this podcast for today. So um, once again, um, thank you, Fed, for coming on. No, thanks for having me. No problem at all. We will obviously put this post out on Twitter, on socials, and you can then add Fred to your um, list of people you want to follow on Twitter if you'd like to do that.